When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, it gets disappointing for me, Bernard. Years ago, when you and I first worked together, you mentioned I miss, and that was between 2000, really 2000, and 2005, where you and I worked together on the I miss in the morning show. Then, of course, I was excommunicated to South Florida, even though I was on from Florida that fateful morning back in 2007 during the Rutgers incident. But right. um, you remember those days, of course. Of course, yeah. So I mean, I that, had that me- was wild that you were ha- happened to be on the, on, I on, know. on the phone. I was on the phone, and uh, when you go back to that video, there's my name, Sid Rosenberg, 790 The Ticket Miami, at the bottom of the screen. And I did start the conversation that day by saying, hey, I man, did you see the basketball game last night? And who knew what was going to happen next? But it did turn out to be uh, life-altering for a lot of folks, and media especially. But I... um. Back then, I was uh, hosting the Midday Show after I miss on WFAN. Started with Jody McDonald, then I went to Joe Beningo. And I had the honor, and I mean honor, uh, for three consecutive years, I was the coach at the Christopher Reeve, God bless him, he was still alive back then, and his beautiful wife, who's gone too since, Diana. I had the uh, honor to coach the celebrity hockey team. And you remember those days, Bernie, it was uh, me against Elvis Duran. Duran actually right. coached on the other side, W, uh, you know, he's on uh, Z100. When he was fat. When he was fat, right. Now he's gorgeous. And I think he did it for two years, and I think a guy named uh, Paul Cubby Bryant, or one of those guys, did it the third year. And it was cool. I had, like, Jason Priestley on my team, and, and uh, Gary Delabate, and Ron Duguay, and Kim Alexis, and, and some actually some really big superstars as well, the guy that played Angel on TV back then. So long story short, they gave me assistant coaches. Uh, one year, I had a very young and really pretty Jamie Lynn Sigler, who at the time was a rock star as Meadow on The Sopranos. It's, it's funny because Steve Schripper is going to join us in about uh, 30 minutes. So she was my assistant coach one year, and she was adorable. And then the year after that, my assistant coach was Susan Sarandon. And her boyfriend, uh, Tim Robbins, played on my hockey team. And I have to tell you, that for the two or three hours that day at Madison Square Garden, she was a joy. She was pretty. She was fun. She was very respectful to me. And we had a blast. And I remember going home and going, oh, my God, that's the lady who Kevin Costner devoured on the kitchen table in Bull Durham. She's so cool. I love Susan Sarandon. Then you get a story like we've got today, and now I can't stand her. And it's disappointing because when I met her, she was adorable. But she turns out she's, um, she's no good. She's very, very hateful. She's disgusting. As a matter of fact, she's scum is what she is, tweeting out, uh, as we, as uh, Christina read uh, last hour, this is what she tweeted, a picture of the cops. So if all these cops weren't needed for crime that day, doesn't that mean they aren't needed any day? Ugh. And tweets it out o- over another uh, tweet that somebody put out with pictures of the police on Fifth Avenue saying, I'm going to tell my kids this is what fascism looks like. Susan Sarandon, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, a, a, a lot of people used to love Susan Sarandon. But these people, they're, they're out of their minds. Well, I just, out of their minds. I know, and I would love to sit down with Susan again. I know it's uh, 19 years later. And just ask her, Susan, baby, sweetheart, I saw your tweet. 
maybe, maybe, I would say for one second she had a rough goal, but she's been doing this for years. She happens to be in that same group as Bette Midler, Alyssa Milano, Barbara Streisand, these hateful liberals that sound beyond stupid. And I would just ask her, Susan, sweetheart, you're home. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. Your window breaks. Who are you going to call, Sue? Are you going to call Tim Robbins? Are you going to call Kevin Costner? No, you're going to call the same men and women in blue that you are savaging here today. If somebody would would say to me, I'm not going to call the cops, then I'd say, okay, fine. You want to you wanna be mean to the cops? You got it, baby. You're not going to call them. But until somebody readily admits that that's not going to be the first person they call, it's all a bunch of garbage. That's all it is. But where is your humanity? I mean, we have a 27-year-old police officer who was, uh, you know, he's – Gave over his life to doing good, and he, he responded to a, a call, a domestic violence call in Harlem. Some crazy guy, they told him this, some crazy guy with a gun, and they said, come over here. He's, he's menacing the, the, Whoa, his family. They, they, not, actually, they did not say there was a gun. The mother called, and in fact, the cops asked flat out, is there a weapon? And she said no. Okay, so either way, he, they don't still don't know. He could have had a gun. I of mean, course, of course. So, so he shows up, and if he had a gun, by the way, he would have shown up anyway. And this 27-year-old, this beautiful young 27-year-old Dominican police officer is being honored. Just shut the hell up. Save right. your, 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 your vitriol for another day. Right. I mean, it, it just it, it boggles my mind. It, it just shows you how much the hatred is over the top, this, uh, this loathing of the United States of law enforcement, uh, of the good guys. I mean, I, I, it's, it's a sick, twisted mindset that these people have that I cannot figure out. I, I don't know where, where, where. Go somewhere else. Right, go where, somewhere else. Where are you right, going to go? Right. It's better than what we Nowhere. have here. Nowhere. Remember all those people that were leaving the country if Donald Trump won? Not one of them left. And, and again, uh, I can't help but at the corner of my eye catch MSNBC and CNN. They're on inside the studio. And MSNBC has spent all morning long talking about Brian Flores. And I'm a football fan. I don't care. And now they're talking about January 6th, how 44% of Republicans don't want Trump to run. Which, by the way, if that's true, that means 56%, the overwhelming majority, want him to run. So the majority want him to run. But the point being here, how about talk about Susan Sarandon? How about talk about Wilbert Moore's funeral yesterday? Right. You know, something. Give, give me something other than football and Donald Trump. But they got nothing. Let's no. talk about Susan Sarandon being a part of many, many influential, affluent people in this country that for some reason, for some reason, which they can't explain, hate the men and women that protect people like them every single day. Let's talk hey, about hey, that. Uh, talk about, uh, the imbecile in chief is coming to New York City today. That's a big story. That's huge. Huge. Yeah. Talk, that's but what you should be huge. talking about. It's not huge because he's going to sit down with Kathy Hochul. He's going to sit down with Eric Adams. Uh, they're going to say all the right things. And guess what they're going to do? Nothing. And they're Nothing. Not, by the way, they're not going to say all the right things. That's part You're right. of the problem. You're right. They're going to pay lip service to uh, guns flowing into New York City, uh, slap each other on the back. And it's an insult to uh, the crime victims and the city itself. That this this is just a big dog and pony charade is what it is, a Biden coming up here. And Michael Goodwin said it. You you quoted him yesterday. Yep. Uh, that uh, Joe Biden needs a guy like Eric Adams to bolster his own. That's pathetic. Flailing a poll. Numbers. That's pathetic. You got a guy who's mayor for less than a month 
who so far uh, is not doing a very good job because uh, stats are skyrocketing, crime stats and all kinds of issues in this city, and the president has to rely on that guy. That, um, that really goes to show you how pathetic Joe Biden is. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah, well, uh, at this point, uh, you and I, you know, we live here. We're in the minutia of it. We know that, uh, well, we're starting to see that Eric Adams is nothing but a shell, uh, you know, a, a phony, really. Uh, we're starting to see that. Again, the jury is still out, but <laughs> around starting, the country. We're not starting to see it. We but, saw it for his whole damn okay, campaign. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. But uh, the perception is around the country, former cop, tough uh, on crime. Oh, stop. And, and well, this stop. is a, well, no, this, I know, but, but this is why what, Joe uh, Biden uh, is th- doing what he's doing. This goes back to the argument I had with Lydia a couple days ago on the air, which is never an argument. I love Lydia. She loves me, and she does a great job on this show. But she said, I want to see the best person for the position. And the truth is, no, you don't. You want to see a Republican. Just say it that way, because the truth is the best guy or girl for that position is a Republican. It's not going to much. She mentioned Tom Swazi. I mean, give me a break. Tom Swazi. He's part of the problem, too. So the truth is Eric Adams is not the right guy for the job because he's still a Democrat. And until we get a tough Republican like Rudy Giuliani to run this city and a tough Republican like Andrew or Lee Zeldin or Rob to run the state, we are not going to win. There is no such thing anymore, folks, as a tough Democrat. Trust me. Just trust me. Eric Adams ain't tough. He says a lot of things you want to hear. He's not tough. You need a Republican in these positions or you're going to have much of the same. Maybe the curtains look a little nicer. Maybe the carpet's a little cleaner. Maybe the paint is a little nicer. At the end of the day, you're putting lipstick on a pig. We need Republicans in these positions. We're going to be exactly where we were for the last eight years. His tepid admonition of the state legislature for not reforming uh, the the no-cash bail law, his his, uh, neutering, of, he's bringing back the anti-crime unit, but a neutered version of it. I mean, they're going to have to wear jackets saying they're NYPD, huh. uh, body cam, stuff like that. That defeats the purpose. Right. I mean, so, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. You can bring back the anti-crime unit, but if it's not going to be in the shape and form that it was before, prior to dismantling, it's not going to be as nearly as effective because why? Because you're worried about the social justice warriors on the left. Because he's come out and said it's racist. He has yeah, called he, he, Rudy he has, Giuliani's exactly. tactics racist, and I'm not okay with that.